Hello and welcome to Chatty AF, the anime feminist podcast. I'm Dee, one of the managing editors at AniFem. Uh, you can find my writings on my blog, The Jose Next Door, and you can hang out with me on Twitter at Jose Next Door. And I am joined today by fellow AniFem staffers, Chiaki and Mercedes. If you would like to introduce yourselves. Hi, uh, I'm Chiaki. I'm one of the editors at AniFem, and you can find me at on Twitter at Chiaki747 or Animated Empress. Uh, one's my private main, the other's my anime ship post account. Uh, have at it. <laughs> um, hi, my name is Mercedes, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Pixelated Lenses. I'm also an editor at Anifem, and I also do writing about my professional life as a blurred on my blog, Backlock, Backlit Pixels. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> And today we are covering the summer 2020 retrospective. It was a thin season, but um, <laughs> for, for completely understandable reasons, uh, there just weren't a lot of shows. Yeah. Uh, that having been said, between sequels and uh, stuff that we all that people watched, um, we've still got a decent amount to talk about. So let's go ahead and jump right into it and talk about what we loved. Uh, we're starting at the very bottom because Mercedes, you actually watched this one. Uh, Uzaki-chan wants to hang out. Oh you God. have, I mean, from, because we did the premiere review on and with a lot of these, these shows that are further down the list, we don't necessarily dig too deep into them unless like, was there things outside of the first episode that like surprised you that the show went in directions you didn't think it would um, that would maybe suggest people would come back to it? I, <laughs> um, I don't <laughs> I don't think anybody's coming back to Zaki Chan. I'm just going to be honest. Gotcha. Um, however, what surprised me is that I kind of liked it. Hmm. Um, I mean, like, here's the thing. Is that beneath a lot of everything in the anime, it's actually like, it has the, it had so much potential to be a very cute kind of throwaway rom-com. Mm-hmm. But boy, they just put Izaki in it, and that just kind of took away that chance to some degree. When she's not on, when she's not incredibly annoying or just like the butt of a boob joke, mm -hmm. she's actually kind of like just a 19-year-old who's mildly annoying. Um, but then like the plot's just like, nope, she can't just be a real human being. And it just swoops right on in. Um, I did somehow finish it, though. I was going to say, you got through the whole thing, so there must have been at least enough charm there to keep you I around. Mean, I think it's because, A, I like to torture myself. B, <laughs> B I, 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 because I really could see that this could be a good show. Um, and I, I kind of, I'll admit, I kind of do want to read the manga now, because maybe that will give me the satisfaction I'm looking for. Because it's borderline enjoyable, but then it just steps on itself. And it, I really hate that because it's its a shame because I'm always down for a good rom-com. And it just, it just never, it never did what I knew it had the potential to do. I yeah. saw you, Uzaki-chan. I saw <laughs> that you could be good and you didn't do it. And um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, I was I, I was not shocked that I was the only person watching it. <laughs> so you're saying that the show would be great if not for the fact that the main character sucks. Yeah, yeah, literally that. Yeah, because I don't, you know, the 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 boob jokes, whatever. Like, oh God, whatever. If there's if there's enough else there, you can maybe look. It's one of those things you can look past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's very skint on like anything else, and I hate it because like. The main character just seems like he literally does not want this girl around. She doesn't pick up on that. And that's kind of the joke. Yeah, um, that's what then, Alex was saying in the first and, episode was like, it's like borderline like stalker harassment behavior yeah. because I mean, of how much he doesn't want her there. And I mean, like, clearly it did good enough. It's got a season two. <laughs> so like, yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch that because I, I just keep I'm keeping faith alive that one day it's gonna be because I would like a college romance I because mm -hmm. lord knows the other college romance I watched you know it just there's not a lot of them out there <laughs> now not a lot there's not a lot out there that just are like just kids falling in love in college mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah, that's we'll my, get there 
Well, that's, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like a, I'll give it a C minus. That'll satisfy mm. the anime fans. <laughs> Barely hanging on there. Yeah. Well, people might not come at, no, they'll come at us for it. How dare you C minus? I mean, come up in my DMs and talk about Ozaki chan please. <laughs> please. Uh, okay. I think that's, I think that's all we want to, we've got a lot. I think that's enough on mm-hmm. Uzaki-chan. Uh, yes, now on is. to a, Onto what I believe was a problematic fave for both of you guys, uh, Monster Girl Doctor. God, I love the show. <laughs> God, it's so. I good. like it. I enjoyed it a lot too. It is definitely my sleeper hit of the season for me. Um, I, I you know, I, I believe some of us on staff were saying that this is, you know, it, you just wish that there was a little bit more medical like drama in there but i know what i'm coming into for this i know this is supposed to be a you know a harem anime it's supposed to be about fan service so even having a little bit of medical drama honestly perfect for me this was the right mix of uh, entertainment yeah i'm i'm with chiaki like i actually think back when we when we recorded bna i had commented and said gosh i just wish there was a little bit more medical biology and you know what something happened to me around episode five or six and i was just like i'm just here for it and i'm really enjoying it and it it definitely it it's good it's (laughs) genuinely good like i just like it I mean, it's not without its faults, but I liked all of the female characters. Um, Saf and Tite, that's my girl. Safi is my girl. I mean, assassin snake nurse. Yes. It's, all, <laughs> it's just all good. It's all good. Mm-hmm. I, I do feel that, of course, this is a show that's going to have all the, you know, women in the, in, all the women characters, all the female characters are going to be fawning over dr glenn uh for whatever reason i cannot figure um, out why they like him but that's a harem time, anime <laughs> yeah it's a harem anime but at the same time they do have enough character to themselves that they can stand on their own even if he's not in the picture they've got other stuff I going appreciate. on yeah and and they're all actually genuinely likable characters there's really not a reoccurring female character that I didn't like. I liked them all. Like I have favorites, but they're all really, yeah, they can totally stand on their own. They're very fleshed out. I I also will say that the show doesn't take every opportunity to do fan service. They even, you know, they even had a bath scene where they didn't actually resort to being like, ooh, they're naked. Like they just straight up had people in a bathtub wearing towels. They talked a little bit and then they moved on. Like I I was surprised they did that. (laughs) Yeah, you'd think that would be like a gimme, right? Somebody on staff was like, no, no, no. Too easy. Too easy. We're above that here at Monster Girl Doctor. (laughs) Yeah, I I have to be I have to be honest. Like the longer I watched, the more I was like, I don't know who's watching this for the fan service because that is like one may okay, maybe five percent of an episode. And really that feels very generous. Like it got plotty and it got really interesting. Like I like the world. Um it it did stop, you know, it it avoided a lot of fan service traps it could have fallen into. It's just good. I, I do feel that this was um, somebody's attempt at cramming in their fursonas over and over again, like yeah. in the background. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what the show was about. Because yeah. I, I know the creator of the light novel was heavily inspired by Monster Musume. I was going to ask how this compared to, because that to me would be like, that was another, you know, kind of fan service-y harem monster show that people were like, look, it's upfront about what it is. And once you, and like, if you're okay with that, then it's actually pretty pleasant. Like the characters are likable and you sort of get why they're hanging around. And um, so would this, is this kind of along those lines? Like if you enjoyed Monster Musume, then, then Monster Girl Doctor might be your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think Monster Girl Doctor is better. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that. I think Monster Girl Doctor is better than Monster Musume. Like, for do you think like because of the character arcs or like some of the plot stuff that happens or kind of the plot? I also really like the world. Like, 
the world was just really interesting. Lindworm is a pretty cool city. Um, I just think it's, I think it has, um, I don't know if it'll ever get a season two, but I do think it's just a little bit more interesting in terms of like the fantasy and I, I like the monsters and it's just, yeah. So, um, just to kind of let folks at home know if they're, if they are interested in this, um, obviously it's got, obviously there's the fan service, there's the harem aspect. So if you don't like that, don't watch the show. Um, what about like, um, Chiaki, I think at the mid season, you mentioned there's a little bit of issues with like non-consensual stuff. Like, I know you said it wasn't bad, but how did that shake out going all the way through? Like, is that like, like what stuff that folks might need to be aware of going into this? Definitely. As far as consent goes, the show does a pretty good job. I think it, you know, even when it went into BDSM, it did a very accurate portrayal to the point of actually doing like aftercare, which is huge. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I think. Yeah. Um, the one issue that I did have and I said this very loudly when I was watching it. Final episode. It went all the way to the final episode before introducing a character that was basically ooh woo chan oni chan. I'm like, oh boy, uh, uh, yeah, that sucks. Because um, up to that point, I assume everyone were adults, um, fairly adult, fairly you know mature the the character that became you know sort of this little girl character uh all this time had been sick mm-hmm. and so she had you know she had been very quiet and stoic and professional about everything but you know new lease on life the doctor you know the doctor has given me a new lease on life and i absolutely need to celebrate so i am gonna be the littlest girl possible and I'm like oh yeah dang it That's <laughs> yeah it it, it definitely said character was actually one of my favorites until that point. And I was like, Oh, well, okay. Well, maybe it's for the best. And if there isn't a season two, then so you can just <laughs> enjoy it up to that point. And yeah, then I mean, nothing else happens. I mean, I can just pick up the light novels, which I have and well, there you go. enjoy it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like, as I always say, um, how not to summon a demon Lord is only eight episodes long. So Monster Girl Doctor, <laughs> only only 11 episodes long. Sure, sure. Totally fair. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, you know, definitely a, definitely a show with some caveats, but folks at home, uh, maybe something worth checking out if, if fan service Jeremy type stuff um, is your bag. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, Chiaki, I would say fairly quickly on this one, you did finish De- Misfit King of Demon Academy. Um, thoughts? Uh- if you if you watched the mid season uh, podcast or heard mm-hmm. listen to me talk about it, same thing. Not that complicated. Uh, by the numbers, fantasy. I think um, parents are the best characters still, and that's about it. Okay, cool. We're through that one fast. Now, uh, put on your angry hat because I know you were angry. I know you were mad about Millionaire Detective. <laughs> Millionaire Detective. <laughs> tell me what about Millionaire. Yes, tell me. Tell me. <laughs> This show has a conflict of identity, which is it started out with Kambe being kind of an asshole, uh, asshole rich guy who's a robot. And, you know, it was it was OK. And then it, in the midway uh, point of the season, he started be- tracking down his father's uh, his mother's killer. And so there's this huge, like, super serious hard-boiled cop drama that's happening and there's that element of well he's also rich so he can do whatever he wants mm-hmm. also but like yeah. all these uh several side characters kind of get involved and they're not as rich so the the story kind of takes this very you know detective noir kind of story of you know everyone's lying um you know moody moodiness um mm-hmm. that wasn't present at the very beginning of the season and yeah. I personally enjoyed it. Um, mm, mm. I personally enjoyed it, but also I think Lizzie hated it. Lizzie did hate it. Okay, Lizzie was the one who hated it. I thought you, yeah, I thought you didn't end up enjoying it as well, but no, I guess no. you didn't mind thi- as much. The thing is, we hate the show for different reasons. Uh, oh, okay. Lizzie loved Lizzie loved the show because of sort of the you know rich boy antics that happened in the beginning that they got rid of in the you know part way through i love hard-boiled cop drama stuff sure so sure I enjoyed, so you were into I that enjoyed, 
Yeah, I was into it, but then I was also looking back to like all the rich people stuff, and I'm like, what's the point of that? What was the whole point of the first half of the season? <laughs> this could have been a great show if it was just a bunch of grisly old men smoking cigarettes, you know, <laughs> trying to track down a cold case that's, you know, it's the last, I'm three days from retirement, I'm going to track down this woman's <laughs> killer. Like, that would have been great for me. But no, so basically, this, yeah. So, like, nobody was happy because whether you wanted the, like, shenanigans show that was, like, at the beginning, which I remember watching that first episode and, like, I didn't love it because I wanted to punch Conway in the throat really hard. Um, <laughs> but, but like, it had, but it had style. It had a good tone. It had a pretty good sense of humor. Like, it was clearly going for, like, over the top, what can, what can't a millionaire do kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um so, like, if you wanted that show, you got mad because that show went away. And if you didn't like that show, then it was like, why is this here in the first place? So, yeah, I see what you mean about it being, like, really just disjointed and, like, tonally, nobody nobody was happy. You and Lizzie yeah. were both unhappy for totally different reasons. And finally, like, the story-wise, um, just speaking from sort of a social justice standpoint. Yeah. It's not very popular to be a cop right now yeah and, um, or a millionaire show, or a millionaire um <laughs> yeah. and this show had you know the brave stance of saying cops should be able to shoot people oh god um because Such you know um, i know right <laughs> kato's whole thing is like he can't shoot somebody because he's traumatized from accidentally shooting somebody during a bank robbery it's like okay that's that's Oh, that's great. But then they're like, everyone's like, congratulations, Kato, you can shoot people again. I'm like, no! Wow. My brain <laughs> and, you know, hurts. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously the culture of guns in Japan is very, very different from the culture of guns in America, but uh, they also have, uh, I know, but like police brutality is also a thing there. So oh, yeah. they, they, they had a very infamous police brutality case this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a weird, it's a weird stance to be like, maybe cops get a little bullet as a treat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Right. So on that note, <laughs> that was, no, that was terrible, but it was good. Thank you. Um, no, on that note, Chiaki, anything else on Millionaire Detective or should we move on? Um, yeah, they just become world cops. Um at the very end, they come back to the hijinks, but yeah. Team Japan, just, world police. Team Japan, okay. Yeah, Team Japan, world police. <laughs> Moving on, go ahead. Moving on. Well, um, here's another one that I get to be annoyed at, God of High School. Um, so I have this one marked as me finishing it. That's not technically true. I didn't watch the final episode because fuck this show. Um, <laughs> I... Uh, I came into the mid-season honestly pretty high on this. Like, I'm not really into battle, like, battle-style tournament arc anime. Um, but the main trio were really endearing. I loved their relationship. I liked the way the show was kind of trying to give them each sort of a distinct arc, but also tying their stories together and, like, building them as a group and as a team. Um there were some there were some introduction of like some supernatural elements that were buck wild. But I was here for it because it was still kind of happening around the edges and was like slowly moving into the story. So I was like, okay, cool. So like everybody's going to get superpowers and then then things are going to go wild. Uh, this will be fun. Like, you know, we'll ease into it. Apparently from the people I know who have read the webtoon, um, they crammed, I don't want to even attempt a number because I'll, I'll just get it completely wrong. They crammed a lot of chapters into the last like five episodes. Yeah. Like a ton of chapters because they wanted to get to like this big, like dramatic plot twist, plot turn where like the whole, basically they flipped the table on this whole world. Right. But in the, but by trying to cram all of that story into like three episodes, they basically lost track of the main characters entirely. They start shooting off in like a million different directions with all these supporting characters who I assume in the original webtoon, like there were lots of chapters where you got to know them and figure out their deal. And so then when stuff happens, you gave a damn. Somebody died and this dude, this old dude was really upset. And I was like, who even are you two? I don't know who <laughs> these characters are. Apparently I'm supposed to care about this and I don't. And so there's this big ap- apocalyptic event going on and there's like portals and people are getting teleported and like, and like legs are getting bit off. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what's happening anymore. This is incomprehensible. 
Um, so I just didn't even bother watching the final episode because I was mad. <laughs> um, so it sounds, it sounds like if you enjoyed the first half of God of High School, which again, I did. Um, it sounds like maybe read the webtoon and you might have a good time with it because there was more time spent on these, these buck wild events. Like there was time for things to escalate the way they did so that it like had, it had impact and you weren't, you didn't lose track of like, again, the heart of the show was the main trio of characters. So that's my read on God of high school. It looked great. Like Mappa did a great job with the animation. They just did a really bad job with pacing and like, story writing and i i don't know why they felt like they needed to get to that point in 13 episodes um so disappointing um i was enjoying that one a lot until the last two three really just lost me so um but good news we can move on from god of high school to a show that uh, chiaki and i both really enjoyed opera ranman Ooh, educate me it. on it tell me Okay, so uh, I, I'm not going to, I'm at the risk of beating a dead horse, listeners, sorry. Um, we've talked before, we talked at length in the mid-season about how the character designs were a mistake. Um, they are, <laughs> they are, it is like, they are dramatically, stereotypically drawn. And it's clearly like an across-the-board attempt, but the folks who did it weren't thinking about, like, power dynamics and marginalized systems. So, like, oh, there's a no. huge, there's a huge difference oh, between... Like, there's a huge difference between having a Japanese character dressed like a stereotypical samurai when you're writing a show, when you're, you know, Japanese creators writing a show, or even, like, a British guy dressed like little Lord Fauntleroy, right? Like, there's a big difference between that and, like, dressing your indigenous character in, like, you know, kind of stereotypical Native American outfit, or your uh, black character with, like, wild dreadlocks and a fucking noose around his neck. That was not a great idea. No, 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 no. pause, 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 wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, the character designs, he did. And I mean, if you want to be, if you want to be charitable to the show, um, he was an outlaw who was like, honestly, TJ was amazing. He was a great character. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, Not a noose. Yeah, no, it was a, it was tasteless. And again, clearly somebody on staff thought we'll dress everybody like a stereotype and have it be like this big, like, um, like cultural mishmash, like adventure narrative from the early 1900s. Cause it's set in like 19, I think by the end they, they peg it in like 1910 or something based on a newspaper article. Um, maybe earlier than that. Anyway, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so the character designs, like somebody thought we'll do it like this across the board for the whole cast and didn't think about the, the actual like power dynamics at play with the different characters. So big mistake. Once you get past that, the show is great. The writing is fantastic. Everybody is, every character is lovable. It clips along at a really fun, like, adventure story pace. It's a, it's a, a car race across America. Um, I had a great time. I loved the characters. You know, I mean, I'm talking about, like, the characters who look like stereotypes. Like, I think there is, was an attempt with the writing to be like, we're going to make you think this is the, this is the type of character we're writing, and then we're going to that's not who they are at all. Like we're going to make you look past those, those character designs Um, doesn't justify the designs, but the characters are great. Uh, Chiaki, are you with me on this? I'm, I'm being like really enthusiastic about the show. This was my favorite show of the season by a wide margin. I adore it. I definitely think that this show um, really shined in terms of how the characters developed throughout Mm -hmm. the entire series and also the writing was just very on the ball it it threw people for a loop um there were twists that honestly you know people who are jaded to this kind of storytelling will say oh geez this is happening i guess and like i was pleasantly surprised by every step of the way i guess yeah i i liked it a little more each week it absolutely won my heart when they had the uh the downtime episode where they all just like hung out at like a hot springs in uh, Denver, I think it was Colorado. Um, Mm. And it was just, yeah, the, the way they would twist it, the way they would make you like think like, Oh, we're building these characters up to be like these big scary dudes. And then they're actually like really sweet or charming. Um, I, I really enjoyed the way it wrote its cast to kind of like, kind of force you to look past the, the, your sort of expectations of the genre um and it was just nice the 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 main it ended up it ended in a love story which i was not expecting um 
love story of the summer, love story of the year, perhaps. Um, I, I mean, you so know, everyone, I that. I'm, I'm so glad that everyone paired off um, with their <laughs> respective partners, uh, Shaolin with her car. Um, <laughs> well, now we don't want to spoil things for folks at home too much. That's but, true. Uh, but yeah, but I'm, um, glad, I'm glad that it's gay. <laughs> It is a little bit, yes. Um, I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to refer to it as a romance because I don't want people coming into this thinking that it ends with like a an explicit confession and like a smooch or anything like that. But it is to me, it is very emphatically a love story. The final scene, like I think, caps that very nicely, um, and I I really loved that. Um, if I had if I had critiques, the the villain at the end is kind of boring. He's really just there for the characters to interact with like watching them interact is the important part um and then there is some there is some damseling but it helps a lot because shylon is an absolute badass and does like a decent chunk of the rescuing so um it helps kind of balance out the fact that they that they damsel another female character for a bit um well honestly and- like that sounds pretty enjoyable and it's kind of a shame i didn't get around to watching that it's well it's on funimation um it might be on hulu i'm not sure uh, again, folks at home, like if, if you can get past the character designs and I get it, if you can't, like, if you just can't, I get it. Um, the, it builds on itself really well and it's, it's just fun. It is pop. I mean, it's popcorn entertainment. It's not particularly deep. Again, I think it's, I think it's doing some kind of neat stuff in terms of modernizing and kind of playing with that, like turn of the century adventure story, like Jules Verne style narrative. Um, but it's pretty much just there for you to like be endeared by the characters and have a good time and I thought it succeeded extremely well on those fronts and I hope we get a season two and Apare gets to fly an airplane across the ocean this time because he really wants to yeah so okay and I hope it gets the third season I hope it gets a third season where they go to the moon and get married (laughs) they get married on the moon it'll be great (laughs) um okay sorry we gushed I gushed about that one a lot I was I was loud um we should move on because there's still a lot of shows. Um, Chiaki, you somehow got through Mr. Love Queen's Choice, even though you were not enjoying it. Do you want to give us a quick? Do you want to give us like a, just a, a real quick recap of that one? Yeah. Okay. Real quick. Nothing really changed. Everything goes haywire. Um, main character girl never gets a name. I just call her Princess Potato Chip. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's a show. Uh, nothing's really, nothing really that interesting. The CEO guy gets to be less of an asshole as the things move on. I actually, I think he's like Homura from Madoka. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. but anyway, that's, that's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> not, you would not recommend it. Is that fair to say? Uh, I mean, if you're, if you're very starved for hot men doting over, uh, a woman and I can, we can find them some other shows chiaki um yeah no no just, 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 just forget it just go on, just move on. i mean if that's what you want i got a list you're good uh, okay okay um now the next one we actually didn't talk about on the mid-season because none of us were watching it but uh mercedes you watched lapis relights um yep i sure did and i know you you talked in the in the three episode check-in about how there were parts of it you really liked. And then there were some things about it that were uh, very concerning or disappointing for you. Um, how did it, how did it kind of shake out? Oh, um, that's not a good sign. I mean, you know, okay. So episodes one to three, really enjoyable was super here for it was really into this world that had idols and magic and ostensibly had a city named Bristol, like the place in England. I was really down for it. And then episode four happened and I was just like, oh, okay. So episode four happened and there was a lot of very uncomfortable fan service and it kind of just went downhill from there. Ah, that's too bad. You're hoping that was a blip, but. I was, I was really hoping it was a blip because a lot of, I really like idols and I really like idol anime. Like that's my, that's my junk food. I really like it. Despite, well, you know, in spite of my criticism of the real life idol industry, which is sure. rotten to the core. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
it's still pretty whimsical. It's like 95% just okay, harmless fun. And then 5% like, ew, gross, stop, please, no, don't. Um, and, and unfortunately, that 5% kind of grew at times. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the biggest crime of Lapis Relights is it's just kind of okay. It started off really interesting. It had this whole like there were these magical beasts and like the whole concept of a magic academy. And yeah, I remember reading the review and thinking the concept sounded really neat. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. And I, I think it's interesting having like idols set in a fantasy world. Um, and it's, I mean, like the music slaps, the music goes hard. It is good. But the show itself, it's, it kind of, it's, it's good popcorn but like i'm not gonna ever rewatch this also there's so many girls that i cannot keep track of them there's too many girls like <laughs> one of those like, yeah there's like 30 something girls and they're all in units and um one of them literally molests her sister and that's the joke is she molests oh god her constantly and Funny. that's not <clears throat> it's not great anime no. um and I mean, it's it unfortunately outside of the music and the costumes and the character design, it's largely forgettable. And mm-hmm. I hate that because it it was I know in my in my premiere write up, I was really enthused about it. Yeah. And the reality is, is it's probably going to get swept under the rug with all the other idol anime that I brush under there every season. Well, and it sounds like you're not super upset about it getting swept under that rug either um no no because like when in doubt i've always got zombie land saga to fall back on heck yeah (laughs) zombie land saga yeah 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 by the way it's it's great to have you on staff now because um we don't really have an an, a fan of idol anime on staff really so it's and we've 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 made honest efforts we're just not i'd like i've tried i've just not that into it i did like zombie land saga because it was doing other stuff in addition yeah. to being an idol show like it was very funny yeah. idol um, anime is absolutely my jam i will watch every single one like i that, that is so them. great to have no yeah. i am i am really glad to have you because yeah. you can you can and you can definitely point us towards like again like this one you're like well i like idol anime so i watched it but i wouldn't necessarily recommend it to other people yeah. so. it, it, it kind of reminded me a lot, actually, of, was it Winter 2020, um, 22-7? Yeah. also had a really yeah. interesting concept, and it just, <laughs> like, never, you never, I, these idol anime never pay off, and I know that. <laughs> it's so frustrating, though, right? <laughs> I, I know, a few of them I do. Like, you'll get some that do, so. I know that it's, I, but I, it's like that meme of, like, here, honey, here's your 4 p.m. idol anime. And I'm just like, okay, thank you for feeding me this meager food. And I just <laughs> do it every season. And, like, one day, one day I'm going to get, like, my Zombieland saga. One day I'm going to get, like, my AKB0048. Mm-hmm. I just have to wait. And I'm willing to do that. <laughs> All, I'm, all I'll say, all I'll say, we just need a hollow live anime. Make God, it happen. God, get me Guargura in an anime. <laughs> no. Okay, guys, we can't, we can't go too far off on an idle tangent. Okay. Sorry. Um, maybe, yeah, honestly, if you want to lead, if you would like to lead a uh, podcast on idle anime at some point, like you have my blessing. I think that would be, I know that's something that we've had readers who are interested in and we just, we just haven't had staff that have been into it. So oh, don't um, tempt me. that's excellent. Yeah. No, I I'm tempting you. I absolutely would. <laughs> excellent. Uh, okay. But we do need to move on. Um, so the next one on the list, freaking Chiaki, you and I sat through this whole trash fire. Uh, <laughs> you trash fire. I mean, listen, it was inspired trash at many, many points. At many points, the, the flames were beautiful uh, that came off of this trash pile. This, uh, is, this is the pinnacle of 2020 entertainment. <laughs> Would you like to talk about your love of Jibiate? Because I was, I think, I, I think by the end, I was a little bit more annoyed about sitting through the whole thing than I was happy about it, despite, despite some truly glorious moments of terrible animation and nonsense plotting episode 11 was art uh can, can i just oh. say that i'm so glad to hear somebody pronounce the name out loud because i have been wondering for weeks and i just wasn't too embarrassed to ask 
it's possible I'm saying it wrong, uh, <laughs> but I think I think I'm right. Uh, the monsters are Jibia, so yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, I mean, yeah the the show really becomes a slog midway through. It's not great. It is honestly a terrible show. Honest, the only reason why we kept coming back to it was the Spider Maners. It was the great CG work that the crew put in all their heart. Um, and then you get to the final twist and you feel like it was all worth it all along. Right. Right. The, that was the episode. I don't, I can't even tell listeners because on the off chance, like, I'm not sure I can recommend this to people in good conscience, but on the off chance, people are like, okay, I, I guess I'll watch this show. Cause I like bad things. Um, <laughs> well, see, it's bad without being like infuriating. I I'm kind of annoyed at the fact that Kathleen became completely useless and kind of just stood there for most of the show. But other than that, like, it's fine. There's not a whole lot in here that I think would like really piss off a feminist minded viewer. Um, so it's bad, but not, but not infuriatingly bad. Um, so, but I don't, I like, I don't want to tell you what happens in episode 11 because it's just, you have to experience it for yourself. Um, it is, it is truly some nonsense and I, I appreciate it for that. Um, and then it has the gall to, to use the last episode to set itself up for a potential sequel season, which I cannot imagine happening since I think about eight people watch the show. Um, Jackie, were you pleased with the finale? Because I was a little bit annoyed with the final episode. No, the the, the finale was just a flop. It, yeah. it really just kind of said, all right, well, anyway, that was it. Have fun. Hope you guys liked it. Bye. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no. That was, that was... <laughs> It needed to be way more over the top. Like you had, you, they needed to end it as 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 wildly as they had got, as they had throughout the show. And so, yeah, the ending was a bit of a was a bit of a disappointment. But the penultimate episode, mwah, Chef's kiss, truly, uh, truly something to behold. Inspired. Inspired. I, I really, it was super nice of that producer to let their thirteen year old nephew write the show. Oh um, God, that's so really funny. really nice of them to so do funny. that. I mean, Axe Cop, eat your heart out. <laughs> okay yeah that was jibby do you have anything else to add um we no. watched it for, we watched it for monsters and uh we had we had fun overall i had more fun than not probably um okay we're gonna uh next one none of us are keeping up with digimon adventure i assume Vry will be on again next season and can maybe uh let us know how that's going um, and then, uh, Mercedes, you, this is another one we didn't talk about in the mid-season, uh, Diary of Our Days at Breakwater. You ended up enjoying that this one quite a bit, didn't I you? I really liked it. I was surprised by how much I like it because a mm-hmm. uh, fun fact about Mercedes, I don't like fish when they're alive. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I, I don't, look, I, rather I don't like fishing because when you take the fish out the water, it's sad. I agree. Um, I'm not, I'm not really can't, either because it can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yes. However, this anime that is ostensibly all about fishing. Yep. Just really did it for me. I don't now. I, a part of me at first, I was like, do I like this because 2020 is what it is. And you and just want something nice and soothing. Yeah. yeah. And then I realized, no, it's because I like any anime that falls under like that healing genre of anime. Sure. Yeah. I was real into Euro camp. And I mean, this is just, it's a good anime about a girl named Tina just getting used to being a part of, like, the fishing club. And it's really, really good. It's, at times, it's very beautiful, actually. Like, a lot of times when it's just the ocean or just a Mm -hmm. look at the sea, it's quite pretty. It's set in a really rural town, which I groove on rural Japan. That's my, that's my passion. And it's just, it's just pleasant. Um, I don't. In terms of rewatch value, there's really not a lot, which I feel bad for saying that with a lot of the things I've watched, but there just isn't, but it feels good. It's mm-hmm. very cozy. It's kind of the it's kind of the equivalent of like a warm cup of cocoa. It's just yeah. really pleasant. It's very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. It's pretty happy. That I mean that and actually the high school kids feel like high school kids. They just feel like you know, you know, they're that one kid that's very into their hobby and their hobby just happens sure. to be fishing, mm-hmm. but it's really good. Like they catch what they, they catch, they cook, rinse, wash, repeat. It's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just I mean, pleasant. Yeah. All right. Question for you then. Um, as far as the kids go, how's, 
how's the uh, intercharacteral uh, dynamics? All I mean, pretty good. They're pretty good. Like they all pretty much become friends. Um, I think. I mean, so the point of view is always, of course, it's through the main character Hina, and Hina's really like apprehensive about the club, but warms up and ultimately is like, "Well, I really like being part of the club. These are my friends." It's it's very. Don't come to Breakwater expecting like a huge dynamic friendship. It's pretty okay. It's pretty good. Okay. Like they're just all good friends and they enjoy fishing together and they help one another. And it's quite cute. Honestly, they have a very cute friendship. Yeah, that sounds nice. So folks at home, if you're looking for something just kind of relaxing to watch, um, it sounds like Diary of Our Days at Breakwater would be a nice show to pick up. Yeah. And I, I will say, the one part of the friendship that I like between all the girls, because there's, I feel it. Like I'm going to say four girls. I do feel like I just forgot a girl, but I'm pretty sure there's just four. There's Hina, Natsumi, Yuki, and Makoto. And mm-hmm. like, they all, I mean, they all really, they all encourage Hina. It's, they're quite sweet with her. They're like, you know, hey, just give it a try. If she messes up, you know, like, it's all good natured teasing. If there's teasing, it's, they're quite supportive. It's just cute. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like it was just quite cute. Um, and there's lots of seafood. So if seafood is your jam, <laughs> I feel like um, watching this would make me very hungry because I do love seafood. I, mean, I <laughs> will say, like, I I consider this a trigger. I mean, there is the killing of the animals. Yeah, and yeah, and we've, we've discussed that before as well. That yeah, it is I mean, a show about fishing, so and cooking, yeah. so yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're getting a lot, but yeah, I mean, I say it's a pretty pleasant watch. I quite enjoyed it. It was my surprise favorite this season. Just That's really... good. I'm glad. I'm glad you had a good time with it. Absolutely. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, none of us got through... Oh, boy. Um, okay, so Chiaki... <laughs> well, actually... Chiaki... actually can... Yes, Chiaki? Can I, can I just mention one quick thing about Super uh, Heroes? Sure. Uh, I dropped it for the specific reason that around Episode 7 they go straight into loli territory on oh, a show no. that's about sex. And I was like, mm. no. Nope, 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 okay. nope. Move on. Okay, no, thank you, Chiaki. I I had, sorry, I, I saw dropped and I didn't notice that the episode count was, was further along than the mid-season, so I was just going to skip it. So I'm glad you said that because, boy, howdy, that's a big red flag, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, good to know. Um, okay, next up, Rent-A-Girlfriend. Chiaki, you could not make it through this whole show, but Mercedes, you did. I have heard yeah. people who were very upset at the end of Rent-A-Girlfriend. Um, <laughs> basically boy, because it promised a lot of things it never delivered on. Boy, so. I did make it through this whole show, didn't I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I said before, well, I said before in this episode that I really like a good rom-com. Mm-hmm. And you know... At first, Rent-A-Girlfriend really felt like, okay, I'm going to get my young adult rom-com set in Japan that has, like, this interesting plot element of, like, rental girlfriends. And, you know, look, I looked past a lot. I looked past Kazuya jerking it every episode, and that was a lot. I looked past a lot of sexual harassment. I looked past a lot of bad characterization. You know, I've spent the past few weeks with this anime, and I can't get that time back. <laughs> it's okay never, to just... I'll never get that time back. Mercedes, I'm going to tell you something I wish somebody had told me a few years ago. It's okay to just drop shows. It's okay. I think, just... I think at some point, Rai was like, you don't have to do this to yourself. And I was like, <laughs> yes. but I do. But I do. Merce- Mercedes, just, just so you know, Vry has said that to me, too. And, like, I always continue to watch these shows yeah i mean um except this show because honestly this show was beyond saving and i had to admit it even to myself that i know i wanted so desperately and i think i still have it in i think i still have it as a problematic fave and i just haven't gotten the courage to say no it's not anybody's fave um <laughs> i i at times this show leans so close to being really really good mature honest romantic comedy development even like mommy who does feel comically evil for like a human being Mm -hmm. still has points that i'm like you know what like this person probably actually does exist but i just cause you sweet child jesus 
He just, <laughs> I can't even, you're like, you're like, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, and I, I hate it because, you know, I can normally put up with like a relentlessly horny male character in anime. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we all can. It just was so unenjoyable as it went on that I was like, why, why am I sitting myself in front of Verve with a premium account to watch this? It's just not, it's, and it's a shame. It's, it, maybe the manga is different. I haven't read it. I know it's out in English. I don't want to spend my money on it though. No, um, I don't blame you. It sounds like, it sounds like it wasn't a fun time. No, it's just exhausting. And like, the characters weren't bad separate from the story like i liked chizuru a lot separate from the story yeah but then like when she got dropped in the story i was like sweet baby i can't toss you a lifesaver to take you out of this you just you're just stuck this is the plot and um yeah yeah i definitely got i dropped it at three because episode three was the beach one and I was just definitely getting the vibe that it was one of those shows that was going to cram the characters into these like cringy rom-com, like stereotypical situations for yeah. the sake of conflict and plot. And I was like, I don't want to see that happen to Cheezer. She deserves better. No, Cheezer <laughs> deserves better. And I deserve better. <laughs> but True I that. made myself watch. It's just, it's, and that's really the shame of it is that it had potential, kind of like Uzaki, it had potential and it, I felt it completely wasted it. Yeah. I realized that this show is for somebody and I hope it finds its audience. I'm never going to be that audience. And uh, mm-hmm. that's just what it is. That is, that is totally fair. Uh, yeah. Like, I know a lot of people who were, who were upset by the end. Cause they were like, I really thought this was going to go places and it just I, never did. I, ever. Wanted, <laughs> I thought Kazuya was going to mature. Never got that. And yeah. I mean like y'all, these are 24 minute episodes that's a lot of hours of my life. I cannot get back. <laughs> Give it back, Rent-A-Girlfriend. I'm old. I think, I think what's even worse is that he, he teases that he can be a better human being. Yeah, he mm-hmm. absolutely can. Yeah, and that, like he, yeah. He's aware. He's aware that he's like a piece of shit. Yeah, and I, I think, because I, for the first few episodes, I was like, he's, he's, he's bad and difficult in that way that a lot of college male male college students are when like they're first kind of finding their adult personality but then I was like Kazuya all but looked at the camera and said I know what I'm doing and I was like oh I don't like this boy anymore I don't like him he's a bad boy I don't like you Kazuya except he's the main male character so yes you're kind of stuck with him you're stuck with a yeah a big ball yeah. of trash so just just I'm, another show that could have been good if the main character had been different um that is a i think that is a frequent issue with anime so yeah um, so yeah that's a shame on the on that front um moving on to our uh, final new show of this batch um, Chiaki, you finished Decadence as well. Uh, what were your thoughts mm-hmm. on this one? Um, I I thought it was pretty fun. Um, it was a wild ride, and um, definitely second to Aparamban in terms of season favorite. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it, it was. Uh, I feel like all the characters kind of came together at the very end. Um, story came together. S- finished strong. Um, I know some people are a little bit miffed about the ending, how it kind of discredits everything that happens up to the last moments, but I feel like it ended okay. <sighs> yeah. I, I'm i trying not to be too hard on uh, Decadence because I think part of the problem was I just got my hopes raised really high on this one. Um, I In the mid-season, I said, I was like, I'm trying not to overhype it, but I feel like this could be really, really special. And I think it got right up to that line and then backed away from it. And um, I, so my, my final feelings about this one were I was a little bit underwhelmed. Um, I think it, 
I think it kind of, I, the final couple episodes, I just didn't love the direction they took the story. And it's hard to talk about without spoiling stuff for folks. So maybe people should mm-hmm. just turn the podcast off. Um, <laughs> so the, so I can, so we can talk, or maybe we'll do an episode about it because I think my opinion on it is I've, I've seen some people who were really, really high on it. And so I think having a, having a conversation about the show and kind of what it's doing in terms of talking about dystopias and systems and the concept of like bugs which is like you know people who don't fit into that like exact perfect quote-unquote perfect system um i think that's all really interesting i think it i think it had a co-protagonist thing going for the first like six episodes that it sort of dropped to make uh kabaragi the the main male lead kind of like the hero protag um in some ways that i Part, parts of it I enjoyed and parts of it I thought sort of short shrifted Natsume and it got it got like weirdly paternalistic at the end. Um, I think there's a way to tell a story about like the older generation like realizing things are messed up and doing what they can to make things better for the younger generation without it coming across as quite as gendered as it did here. Um, I just wish I wish they'd had I wish they'd done more with Natsume. I wish she had more to do at the end. Um, and I there's a moment at the end where Kaburagi is basically trying to like completely change the system um, because there's this big outside force and it's kind of forcing everybody to either be destroyed or come together, which is a little bit of an easy ending, but I guess you could say it's also a dramatic uh, representation of like climate change or something. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, like you could say that, right? Um, but there's that moment um, where he gets into into the decadence, which is like the big robot. Um, well, it's the floating fortress, and um, he comes face to face with like what the with, with like the system, the system that has been like running all of this and overseeing it and controlling it. And it's it's a weird interaction because he basically gets the system's permission to change the system. And I thought that was a very strange way for a show that was like so like anti-authoritarian and like big on like free will and stuff to be like, well, yeah, but if you just ask passionately enough, surely the folks in charge will just let things be changed. I'm like, mm, maybe I'm cynical, but um, I just, I found the ending kind of pat. I thought there were, I thought they were doing a really good job of making it um, a really complicated depiction of um, like power structures in, in within that world. And then I felt like the ending went for kind of an easy, an easy route to get to a feel good finale, which I felt good um, in the moment. And then the more I thought about it, the, the more it kind of irked me. So um, I would still recommend it. It's still going to make my, my recommendations list for the year. I just, I feel like it was that one half step from being like phenomenal. And that was kind of a shame. That's understandable. I'll agree there. I can agree. Anyway, I, I yammered on for a while. Sorry, Chucky. Any any other thoughts on decadence? Um, no, and you are um, and you are welcome to disagree with me on that. I mean, you know, I can't really disagree with you on that. Um, I just felt like eh, I'm just here for a fun time, um, and I got it, so it was nice. Uh, I do feel um, some of the Avatar stuff, uh, as far as like Kaburagi being a cyborg and everything. I wish there was a little bit more, less with interfacing uh, and more with just physically doing um, at the end. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. I'm good. <laughs> you, you, you enjoyed it. So, and that was, yeah. that was what you were there for. And that's, and that's, that is totally a hundred percent acceptable. Um, yeah. I'm glad you had a good time with it. Um, okay. We are kind of coming up close on the hour. We always say we're going to talk Netflix shows on these and we never have time. So maybe at the end of this year, we'll just do a big like Netflix retrospective for the year. Cause they've gotten quite a few shows this time around that might be worth, uh, touching on. Maybe not for like a full episode for, but you know, for like 10, 15 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to spend a little bit of time on sequels, which, oh God, it's just going to be me monologuing. Um, <laughs> well, no, okay, Chiaki, you can talk about ReZero, so it won't just be me, and I'll keep this short. Um, I will real quick mention, just because we did do a, a premiere review on it, um, I am caught up on Healing Good Pretty Cure. One of the nice things about having a thin season is you can catch up on backlog stuff. Uh, this is my first Pretty Cure. Based on what I know from fans of the franchise, I'm guessing it's not, like, the most ambitious Pretty Cure. It feels, it feels, it's a fairly, like, it, kind of a safe story, I think. Um, it's about like these three girls, and um, there's uh, an evil force that's trying to uh, make the Earth like bereft of all life because that's like their ideal climate, I guess. 
Um, so the healing concept is tied pretty closely into like environmentalism and like healing the earth. Um, it's a, it's a nice show. It, it does a little bit with Nodoka used to be, um, used to have some kind of unspecified illness. Um, I've been low key reading it as like maybe some kind of a cancer, but I know other people have read it differently. Um, and that's valid as well. Um, but so she's, she's better now, like she's doing great. And so there is kind of that element of like, um, her sort of missing out on some like sort of typical kid experiences because she was in the hospital for a few years. And so like getting those experiences with her new friends and wanting to help out other people the way like the doctors and her parents helped her out. Um, there's some, there's a few nice little, um, it's not like heavy on like, like, uh, gender commentary or anything, but like her mom's a truck driver. And I thought that was cool. Uh, cause cool. I just don't, yeah, I just don't think I've cool. ever seen that before. And so I thought that was a nice touch. Um, and it's, it's a nice show. I'm having a nice time with it. I'll, I'll stick with it. it. It is one that, um, like you could easily throw it at like a five-year-old and I think they would have a good time with it. There's nothing like super scary or mature about it. It's, it's definitely a show for a younger audience. Um, um, so there's, I, I think if you're, you know, if you're looking for something that's like really complicated, uh, this wouldn't be it, but it's, it's pleasant. And sometimes it's nice to have like breakwater, like you were saying, Mercedes, sometimes it's just yeah. nice to have a pleasant show on your list yeah. where, you know, the good guys are going to win and everyone's basically nice and, and things are going to work out. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. So I like that. Um, next up real quick, uh, fruits basket season two, Chiaki, you're behind on this one, but you've read the manga, right? Yeah, yeah, I've read the yeah. manga, but it's been a while. Uh, definitely go ahead and keep monologuing because I have actually <laughs> only started the first episode of season two. I'm oh, dang. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. No, it's okay. I totally um, forgot Fruit Basket had a new anime. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I, so about halfway through this, um, I got a little tipsy and, and kind of went off in the Anifem Slack about how disappointed I was in the Fruits Basket adaptation because I was like, maybe I'm just, maybe I've just grown out of it, maybe because it's a different time. Um, but it's just such a flat adaptation. I'm just not feeling anything from it. Like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's, I guess it's fine. Is, <laughs> it, is, it, is it much more of a one to one? In With the manga, of, yes, because yeah. um, I remember too. I remember the manga really vividly, and I yeah. remember I remember when they first announced it, being a little worried that they were going to do too close to the manga. I think it is. I think it is a, and I and I know that a lot of this is you know people who have wanted a faithful adaptation of Fruits Basket for ten to fifteen years are getting that faithful adaptation, which is right. great. But it's been ten to fifteen years, and stuff that was like a problem, but not, but not necessarily maybe something you thought about in like two thousand six. Uh, you notice a lot more in twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. it is. It it dates itself in some ways, and I think that was the moment when I had my like my grumble grumble in the team chat, which I'm sure Caitlin hated. I feel bad for it because like I did not mean to yuck any yum. She was having a good time with the show, um, but. That was during some of the, God, some of the age gap relationships that I'd sort of forgotten about, like the ones on the side, like in the margins. Um, That was when that was, that was when that stuff was happening. And so I think I was just like very exhausted and like, you didn't have to keep this in the anime. You could have cut this. You had to know that this wasn't cool. Um, So stuff like that. It's very of its time in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, And so that was frustrating, but the last, this is going to, this is going to be my, uh, one of my problematic faves of the season. Like this is one of my picks for this season because despite what I just said, um, the back half of this season starts to get into the part of the manga where they really start kind of exploring the characters, sort of their past traumas and moving past them. And um, they really start to dig into like these like survivors of child abuse, basically. And Mm -hmm. the show is, I think the show is much better when it's talking about like compassion and healing and, and, um, these and these com- and like this sort of found family community that the show that the characters have built among themselves. Um, so the back half of the season I thought was much stronger, um, partly because we're getting into stronger material. I still don't think it is a tremendous adaptation, but it's it is serviceable. And when, again, when the when the source material is strong, then the then the adaptation is strong as well. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 excited for season three um, at this point, and um, I'm glad that folks who have never experienced the show before are getting a chance to uh, low key cry every episode because we're definitely <laughs> heading into that stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's the rough territory, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
my it friends also sure. assume that I'm still watching the show uh, and are constantly messaging me like, oh, did you see the latest fruits basket? It's so sad. I'm, I'm just like, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> I've read it. I know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get your, get, get your, t- get your tissues ready for sure. For real. Um, Okay, I'm tired of talking, so I'm sorry, my teenage romantic comedy snafu season three. Ugh. See, just saying that now, I'm even more tired. Too long title. Um, so yeah, snafu season three. I was kind of lukewarm on it. I really liked season two. Um, I think the show was at its best when it was about um, when it was more of a story about like young adults kind of coming together as a group, and when it was really kind of picking apart the main characters, like. He kind of had this like teenage cynicism. Oh, look at all these fakes. Everybody's so fake. I'm so above it all. And the show spent a lot of time like taking that character and kind of picking at that and having him sort of realize like that it was a front to avoid, you know, building relationships with people. And when the show was that, I think it was really on point. The last season is 100% is pretty much, I shouldn't say 100%. It's pretty much the sort of unresolved romantic love triangle at the core of the story and it I feel like it was about twice as long as it needed to be it really stretched it out um Mm. to a conclusion that was pretty well foregone like I had my I was like low-key like maybe they'll go for the polyamorous ending but I didn't expect them to and they didn't um so it was it ended exactly where I thought it would (laughs) sorry what oh yeah more anime did (laughs) well in this one especially it almost felt like they were they were going to lead up to that and they, 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 I mean, obviously they didn't. Um, and silly me for thinking they might. Um, it was, I mean, it was, it, it is well done as far as, um, as far as like teen, like rom-com slash like young adult coming of age dramas go. I mean, I think it's, I think it's up there. Um, it gets bogged down in some tropey bullshit from time to time, but for the most part, um, for the most part, I think, I think it is a good show. And again, I like, I like that core concept of kind of taking that like shitty teen boy protag and actually examining him and, and having a, a, a solid character arc where he grows and learns as a person. Um, and the supporting characters have some good arcs as well. So um, I found the third season underwhelming, but overall um, I, I would say that, you know, if, if that genre of story is something you're interested in like if you like Toradora I think Snafu is is in that same vein I don't think it's as good um or as charming but um it's but it's it's a similar style of story that I think uh, does some does some kind of interesting things um in examining tropes and things like that so Snafu yeah again sorry for the folks at home who I know were like really high on this show because I, I get it it's just yeah I just found the third season kind of exhausting but um, I, I, th- I think that's the case for a lot of shows. Like, there's a show for everyone, but not everyone suits every show, right? Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Um, I think that's fair. Uh, Chiaki, ReZero, how was the most recent season of that? Uh, it's pretty fun. It's been one long arc. Um, if you If you enjoyed the first season, it's a little mm-hmm. bit different, a little bit more drama and personal character development for Subaru. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you hated Subaru in the first season, but like loved everyone who supported him, you might have a little bit of a harder time getting through this season uh, because, you know, Subaru is a very difficult character to like half the time. Mm-hmm. Well, you said, um, he, you said the show had a lot of had development for him. Does he become more likable or no? So <laughs> like, I think people told me that, you know, he went through some of this growth in the first season uh-huh. and he is going through it again in this season. But I feel like it's stronger this season. If at least I'm noticing that he's becoming a better person or trying to be a better person. Yeah. Uh, primarily in the sense that he wants, you know, I think the biggest takeaway here is that he needs to get over himself. Uh-huh. Um, and that was definitely a thing in the first season, but um this season especially, I think they're trying to make him, you know, sit down and realize that he his actions have consequences that mm-hmm. even he doesn't realize. Even if he can die and come back as many times as he wants, you know, there are still consequences to constantly dying. Mm. Um, sure, sure. 
overall, I mean, a little bit of, you know, grotesque uh, gore here and there because it's 3-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, characters are all nice. Um, you get introduced to a bunch of cute witches. They're all really <laughs> funny and passionate. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it was enjoyable. Uh, okay, very, so- very frenetic, frenetic, but enjoyable. Okay, good. So yeah, if you if you like the first season, sounds like keeping up with it, um, you would still be having a good time. Um, I'm glad to know that Subaru is slowly but surely uh, becoming a better person. I hope that continues because I know that I know there was a lot of talk in the first season about how the show was kind of examining examining like the isekai protag, and um, then there was some frustration with the fact that it felt like they would push right up to the edge of him having a realization and then not do anything with it. Um, so hopefully it can kind of keep keep pushing on those those barriers a little bit too. Uh, yeah, I think they definitely did something this time. So. Okay, cool, good, good, good. All right, that's good to know. Um, yeah, I that's the end of the list. Um, the only other thing I had on here was Pokemon Journeys, and I am sadly behind. I've been savoring it, so I just haven't gotten to the new batch of episodes on Netflix yet. Um, but maybe someday I'll talk about it. Um, and like I said, we'll do we'll do Netflix shows at some point. Um, maybe we'll just have a an entire podcast on them because we're at we're at the hour now, and I don't want this to go like ridiculously long. And I feel like it would if we started getting into stuff. So, yeah, uh, I think that's about it. Everybody okay with me playing us out? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Chatty AF. If you like what you heard tell your friends about us. And if you really like what you heard, head on over to www.patreon.com backslash anime feminists and become a patron for as little as $1 a month. Your support really does go a long way towards making anime feminists happen, both in print and in your earbuds. And we are still working on uh, getting those transcripts paid for, for the podcast so that these can be accessible for everybody. So if you, I know times are tough folks and I get, I totally get it if you can't, but if you can, if you've got a dollar, five dollars a month that you um, are able and willing to send our way, we would truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, so we can, you know, uh, pay our transcribers and um, make our site more accessible, which is absolutely something we need to be doing. All right. If you are interested in more from the team and our contributors, uh, you can check us out at www.animefeminist.com, on Facebook at AnimeFem, on Tumblr at AnimeFeminist, and on Twitter at AnimeFeminist. And that's the show. Uh, Let us know what you thought about this season in the comments, Annie Fam, and we will catch you next time.